Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode six, part two. We just left off the party making a daring escape after literally hatching a foolproof plan. Who would have thought? Um, <laughs> it actually worked. It actually worked. A plan in D&D worked without any substitutions, any changes, any improvising. Uh, well, there was some improvising, but yeah, the plan went off without a hitch. You guys did really, really well. Um, Wiltix and Azua managed to uh, rescue Leosin from uh, down towards the south where he was tied up. Mira successfully burnt down some tents with people living in them. Um, and uh, Emric punched a dude in the face and started a brawl. So, uh, perfect plan, really. Um, Worked out well to perfection. Just as planned. Play strengths. <laughs> Play your strengths. Yeah. Um, so, we, we left off just as the party were... Uh, leaving the camp after Emery could scared, scared off some kobolds and told them to basically fuck off. Um, you guys are now... It, it is it is uh, the evening. It's currently about six o'clock, I'd say. All of that probably took about an hour uh, on top of when you first started this plan. So yeah, about six, 6.30. Um, and you guys are running away from the camp, moving moving as quickly as you, as you can in the darkness. Uh, what I'd like to know is what you guys are doing. So Azura at this point um, is helping along um, Leosin and uh, Azura is underneath Leosin's arm, helping him move along and run. And they're gonna be towards the middle of the group. Um, Wiltix, what are you doing? Uh, so we're, we're out obviously of the, uh, the the area now. So there's no more guards or anything like that around it. Yeah, you, you, you guys are moving ba- Basically at this point, you're running back up the edge of that box canyon that takes you to where you fought the rear guard. Um, if you move at this pace for another 20 minutes, you'll be back where you were um, at those tents. Okay, well, um, I just want to make sure I might even, you know, the uh, others might be a little bit uh, slow or maybe a bit cautiously. I want to uh, try and see if I can sniff out or sense ahead any kind of guards or anything like that. Uh, any other troops coming towards the area to assist, I suppose. Yeah. I'll probably be at the front. Yeah, so Wiltix, you said that you were going to be sniffing ahead, uh, moving forwards to try and see if you can locate any potential obstacles on the road ahead. Yeah, or any guards or anything like that, because um, yeah. I'm assuming that seeing the fire, is the fire burning quite fiercely now, or is it, are they getting it under control at the... Uh, at the yeah, so uh, as you sort of come around the edges of the of the canyon where this is located, the edges of the plateaus, um, you can see the light dancing above, but it's very hard to see the flame itself. You're not quite sure whether they've got under control, what's happening there. Okay, yeah, so I, I'm assuming that, you know, a fire like this could call in other guards or whatnot from the area. So I, I just want to be on alert after uh, retrieving my hat back from uh, good old Leosin. I don't think <laughs> yeah. any longer. Absolutely, and, yeah. So you uh, get your hat back off Leosin. He, he hands it back to you, thanks you for the hat, uh, and says... Do you have a do you have a dog? Oh, I have uh, yeah, a lovely little pet. He's very well behaved and uh, only attacks when I ask him to. Oh, it, sorry, just the the smell reminded me of uh, of my dog I used to have. Uh, it just brought me back. Sorry, uh, not important. Carry on. I'll um I look at Wiltix and I go. I've never seen you without the hat off. Actually, your hair looks a bit weird. Yeah, look, I've uh, got a bit of serious hat hair, especially when, you know, you uh, live in a daily and don't ever remove it unless uh, dire circumstances. So I've, uh, I've, I've literally never seen you without your hat off. We literally that's... haven't seen you without your glove off either, Emmerich. That's, uh, that's a very good point, Mira. Very good point. <laughs> Something yeah. that 
best left to the imagination there, Brooke. Is there... Uh, how, how'd, you, uh, how'd you lose it? Well, look, well, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this another time. Like, we've, we're definitely not at the right moment right now. Are we running? We're running, right? We're running, yeah. yeah, yeah we're running. It's we're running. running. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're literally talking, as we're talking, like, we're, like, sort of at a brisk pace. I love your hat so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I'll definitely, I'll definitely tell you over a bit of ale. What do you think about that, Wiltix? And oh, you can no, tell no. me all about your hat and stuff. <laughs> you can tell me all about your hat. <laughs> so I, just, to be I just, I just, I just zoned out for a second, and that's what brought me back in. <laughs> it was just a brief moment where my brain was like, because I was reading something ahead, and my brain just was like, "Did I hear that sentence?" Ah, D and D. As are we getting close to the, uh, the gorge? Yes. So you guys are only uh, about twenty minutes uh, walk away from the gorge. So probably. 10 5 minutes dash if you're just sprinting through the undergrowth. Um, I'll just say, Wiltix... I'll just say oh, yeah, you can... oh, I was going to say, I can obscure us once we get into the gorge. They won't be able to follow us after that. Oh, whatever we need done. Depends on if everyone's, anyone's actually following us. Well, uh, can I. Can I yes, I was going to say, so Wiltix, yeah, do you want to make a survival or a perception check? And I believe if you're focusing through your sense of smell, you have advantage on this. I do, I do. So, nice. either way, it's the same for. Nice, seven. nice. Great. Nice, nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Mm. Apparently, I was meant to roll a seven. Oh, yeah. dearie. Two, so, you had advantage, you rolled two sevens. I think roll 20 has deemed tonight is a seven for you. Um, <laughs> You, it's a lucky as you're number. running through, yeah, it's, it's your lucky number, uh, but not in D and D. As as you're running through the undergrowth, your nose catches whiffs of rabbits, deer. Um, there are some wolves as well, not too far away, uh, off towards the south. That you catch their scent trail as you as you sort of skirt the edge of their territory. Um, you can smell the um, presence of the, the cultists that moved through this area originally, both on the way and then on the way back again. Um, Apart from that, you're not getting any fresh smells. It's all stuff from the last couple of days, and you're not detecting anything new, as far as you can tell. Uh, and as you're running through the undergrowth, you're finding it very hard to keep track of where you need to go. Uh, you guys currently don't have a light source. I think the only people um, with dark vision are Wiltix and Azua. Yes, yeah. I have 60 feet of dark vision. So, honestly, yeah. as we're running through, I'll probably be doing the little thing I always do and grabbing onto Wiltix's clothing or some sort of clothing and he his sort of hat. guides me. <laughs> Just grab his hat. <laughs> like a leash. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. He's your seeing eye, Wiltix. Um, like how far away how, how far away um, I suppose are we from the camp now? Uh, probably about five minutes dash if you guys are just sprinting five, ten minutes run. Okay, so it's probably not... I mean, I could cast light, but I, I just think it's better if we keep heading... Yeah, it's probably good uh, to be obscured by darkness right now. So, yeah, yeah so Mira... So, uh, yeah, um, Emmerich's going to be holding on to Wiltix. Mira, did you want to hold on to Azua and uh, Leosin? Because both of them have dark vision, it seems. They both don't seem to have any trouble looking around. Yeah. I need goggles. Um, I, need the, I need those goggles. I would goggles do dancing that. lights, but... Um... I'll wait until we get to the gorge and I think it's better we wait. I'll cast, if you wanted to um, if you I'll wanted cloud. to do a dancing light underneath your coat or your cloak, um, you could have it be a little bit hooded. 
just just an option just so that you know because you can do that because you obviously you can move the dancing light so if you held one of the orbs right in front I of you i put one underneath wiltix's hat so you it's like that. a little <laughs> yeah yeah you can do that so it's glowing faintly I'm like a light up garden gnome yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like one, oh of those, one of those solar-powered ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the name of the episode right there. Solar-powered gnome. Solar-powered gnome. Yeah, solar gnome. yeah we've had yeah. two, two Wiltix uh, named episodes in a row. <laughs> this is good. Lift up your hat just, just a little bit, just a bit. Why is everyone's obsession with my hat today? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, no, you're right. No, I don't think we should cast any lights. Not yet. All right. I just don't think we're far enough. I don't think we're far enough away yet. Yes, just uh, follow the uh, big glowing uh, witch's hat, I suppose. Like the orange (laughs) cone that's now a lot. It wouldn't be that bright. It's it's, it's pretty, yeah. yeah. It's 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 especially through the fabric. It's more to help us. It's more to help us just like dodge branches and And, rocks. Um, But if Mira, if you're directly behind Azura and um, Leosin. it's more just stuff tripping on the ground, and if, if Azua's keeping an eye out for you and helping warn you, um, you don't run into too many problems. And imagine me and Wiltix. Me and Wiltix have got a little budding relation, uh, friendship going, so I'm sure he'll help yeah. me out. What does is, what is Wiltix have to say about I that? I think, uh, look, you know, it's a uh, lo- lo- love-hate relationship. There's definitely a buddy-buddy, you know, friendship going on, I hope. And he's going oh, to compare it more to like a... Oh, I'd like, like to think of you as just a uh, tall version of me, Emrick. Except uh, <laughs> I'm hoping I, I'm hoping you will tell me about every rock and branch that comes up. But you may not. <laughs> well, do you know what? All the ones that I notice is because like, oh, I'm I'm three. I'm like three seven. Yeah. So like, and you're what? You're t- almost. I'm six what, foot four. Like, like, <laughs> double four. So, a bit. Look, anything that's really what five foot or lower is what I'm probably going to be paying attention to. So, uh, so I'm just going to, I'm going to, might be whacking my head on a few branches. <laughs> I, very rarely you get a little whack as a, as a twig hits your face from a low hanging branch. Um, but you guys are running along a, a road that's already been cleared by carts and the, and the cultists yeah. that were moving through, you're not just running through forest. If you were running through forest, I'd be making you do some checks, but uh, you're 100%. running on a pathway. And if you've got two, three people with dark vision who are keeping an eye out, you're fine. Um, you guys dash back to the camp after a few a few minutes of a very intense running. At this point, um, Leosin is starting to look very exhausted. Um, I'm going to have all of you make me a constitution saving throw, just to see how exhausted you are after this like 10 minute sprint at full speed away from the camp. Oh shit! Azua, oh, you take a horrible. point of exhaustion. Uh, 10. It's just uh, so yeah. So uh, Emric got fourteen. Wiltix got ten. Mira got thirteen. Azua got four. So the rest of you are fine. Azua, you take a point of exhaustion, um, and I will post this in the chat so that you can see it. But basically, how, the um, oh yeah. Oh, so no, you go ahead. You go no, ahead. no, no, sorry. You, you say something. What uh, you I, was, say? I was just going to say, how bloody is Leosin actually looking? Not too bloody. Um, okay. He's looking like he's. It's more sort of long term. Um, damage that he's taken um from the torture but it's not it's not anything super super serious like nothing that a bit of healing and a, and a good sleep wouldn't fix with a quick glance if i cast cure wounds on him would it make would it make him a lot more um able uh so uh, you wouldn't know that azua had already done some magical healing um you're no, not sure yeah you're not sure um so uh, Azua, at level one exhaustion, you have disadvantage on ability checks, and exhaustion doesn't go okay. away um, until you take a long rest. Okay. 
So there's there's six levels of exhaustion. At level one, you have disadvantage on ability checks. At level two, your speed is halved. At level three, you have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws, as well as the earlier effects. At level four, your hit point maximum is halved. At level five, your speed is reduced to zero. And at level six, you die. Yay! Yeah, so don't get exhaustion level six if you can avoid it. So yeah, you're only level one, so you've just got disadvantage on ability checks, and if you have a long rest, uh, that will go. Um, provided that you also ingest some food and drink, I've just read, so you'll have to make sure you eat some provisions at the same time. I never remembered that rule, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's, it's there in black and white. So yeah, you're level one exhaustion currently, um, and it seems that Leosin is in a similar position as well. He's looking pretty exhausted. Um, but you guys make it back to the gorge. What did you want to do? Oh. Well, look, um, Le- Le- Leosin, you said that uh, they were looking at moving camps. Do you know if they were doing that in the next day, week, month? Uh, how long do you believe that we'd have until they uh, start start on their move? So, quickly to interject, we just sort of come into the gorge now, and we've just sort of stopped. We're sort of catching our breath. We've made some headway, and now we're having this conversation. Is that... Is that just what at I'm the gathering? entrance to the gorge, yeah. So just at the entrance okay. to the gorge. So originally, you guys actually you haven't actually walked through this space below. This is where you dropped the rocks on that uh, cultist to uh, Mirror Charmed. Um, you haven't <laughs> actually you haven't actually been through this section before, but um, this section um, leads between the two sides of the camp that you ambushed and uh, dealt with last time. Cool. So we'll, we'll sort of stop for a breather. That that yeah. So then Simon just said that. Yeah. Um, Leosin sort of puffing a little bit faintly goes. I'm not 100% sure when they were planning on leaving. I just know that it was uh, sometime, yeah, in the next uh, day, two days, I think. Um, they they kept saying they they needed more of the Horde. Uh, for the Horde? Uh, I don't know. No, I'm assuming it's uh, for the Horde. They uh, keep yelling at the uh, little cobalt bastards. So, uh, Look, uh, Emric, Mira, Azur, do you want to head back to that, head back to the town, get your friends, or Azur's friend at least, uh, healed and mended, and then head back out here and hopefully catch them on their move? Or what would you like to do? Well, uh, I, I think that sounds good. That was our mission, wasn't it? To get the uh, get the, uh, Azur's friend here and take him back. Well, it was also to try and uh, retrieve the priest. Uh, uh, yeah, that was that was one of them, wasn't it? That was a little side quest. Uh, I think it was the, well. Might be paying us for it. Did, did, so did Emric and Mira? Do you know what's inside the cave? No, e- Emric would have no idea. He wasn't around for that. No. He um he, he would have. I think he might have looked at Leosin with you guys, and then he and then when he hatched the plan, he took off to go to the uh, to the mercenaries and then you guys saw the cave and the goings and coming and goings and then Mira went and talked to them so Emmerich wasn't really around for that so he actually wouldn't be aware of the cave but um, well, Mira might be well yeah well, I, I probably yeah. you know like uh, Emmerich there's a there, there is a cave inside that camp which they're using to store all the uh, riches and fortunes that they've uh, taken from these towns but uh Leosin mentioned Ooh. something about worm speech, which, uh, if I remember correctly from uh, my times travelling, is uh, only only spoken or only represents a very small minority of the cults, which uh, means that there's something very important in this. And, 
uh, Leosin, I believe you mentioned possibly dragon eggs? Yes, I, they spoke of a dragon hatchery uh, in the caves. They, they were planning on raising some dragon eggs. Did we want well, to... well, well. That's an interesting development. That definitely sp- uh, throws a bit of a spanner in the works. I agree. It's, uh... It's, uh... Well, man, I suppose that's what we were told when we, uh... Interrogated that... That thief. He told us they, uh... Were hatching dragons. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, so, uh... Well, I, I, I kind of think that we were faced with the option that, uh, This cult is clearly... I mean, as new or old as they are, they're clearly gathering forces at the moment, and, uh... I mean, if we know that there's a point of weakness that there will be in their plans when they're moving from spot to spot, at least we could maybe get some of these hatchlings or... That's true, and it would be much easier than trying to attack either this camp or the one that they go and set up. I think that's... Hit and run. Would Mm. it be easier now or later? Because right now we left that uh, settlement in a bit of a chaotic spot. Well, I'm hoping that the uh, the fight that you uh, so uh, I'll say effortlessly started, Emric, uh, would hopefully cause a little bit of the uh, bit of tension between the mercenaries. So hopefully, hopefully, we only have to deal with the cultists themselves and not the ones that are uh, paid with coin to be on their side. Uh, but I'm not sure if that will uh, dwindle their numbers enough for us to uh, get by. But I'm sure that a bit of scouting might not hurt. Well, that's definitely your your neck of the woods. I'm not really much of a scout. Oh, that's, Point that's me okay. the thing and I'll go kill it. Well, uh, you, you could the be village. the muscle. But, uh, yeah, do, do you want to head back to the village and then maybe come back and see if we can... Uh, I mean, we've got a great vantage point with this, uh, this these ridges here that we can look down on and watch their numbers and uh, who's moving through. But uh, I suppose this is up Thumb to the decision. All right, well, uh, we'll head back and we'll get a bit of a night's rest. We all look... Yeah, I think it's, uh, definitely need, uh, definitely need a rest. Okay. We uh, can well, also we'll... get reinforcements from the village. Yes, as long as they're, uh, the soldiers are not too crippled, I'm sure that we could, uh... We could bring along the priest. He seemed good in a tight spot. That was I was thinking, yes. Good point, good point. Alright, well, uh, should we keep heading through? It is now becoming night, or do you want to uh, try and rest for now? And, uh, well, how long, would it take, how long would it take for us to get back to the, um, to the village? We did travel this path before. Yeah. But during daylight as well. Yeah, let me just quickly double check. Um... And then we'll make a couple of hours. Did, did you guys two, two did, three hours? Like not in obviously game speed, but did you guys actually want to stick around to try and uh, see the people moving, or just come back at some point after we've gotten a, a night's rest? Hmm. Listen, listen. Yes. What's your information? What do you know of their movements? What they're going to be planning? Oh, I, I, I mean. I can. There's a lot I can tell you about them. I've been researching this group for quite some time, ever since I first heard about them. I, 
how much has Azua told you of our mission and our purpose? I haven't, uh, I haven't told them much. Oh, I... Should we share, but, or is there a reason well, you've been... Should we, uh... Oh, look, I don't no, mean to I... interject, but should we actually talk about this when we get back to the village? Well, that's what I was going to well, suggest. Let's, let's do this around an ale. That's probably a tale of, uh... It might take a little bit of telling. I bet I, I wonder if our time is... a bit limited. <laughs> if, I mean, there's If a... they're going to go now... It looks like there's a campsite up on the bluff there. Is that is that your camp? Uh, yeah. We probably could, uh, shouldn't go there. You could, you could say that. We inhabited it for a while. Yes, we've claimed it in the name of Tempest. We, uh, well, we, we might have we stopped it? it with dead bodies. Oh. Okay. Uh, did you want to rest there and remove the bodies, or do you want to try and make your way back to town? How uh, urgent do you think <clears throat> we need to act on this raid, if they're heading out immediately, then there's no time to waste. Well, yes. Look, that I don't know depends. about immediately. Like they've just had a, a lot of chaos tonight. They might have a day or two to recover from that. It didn't exactly look like their bags were packed, did they, Emmerich? No, and it, no. an army of that size is going to take a little while to uh, get up and move. They do have uh, dragons, remember? Um, there's a giant blue one. I think I've... can't remember his name. Lenith... He carries things for them sometimes. That's how they set up the camp so quickly there. Uh, well, that might... Uh, that's a yet another spanner thrown in the works. Seems to be a lot of those uh, with this group. Not at all, not all right. at all. Oh, no, no, sorry, with the, with the cult. Not, not with you lot. You seem very competent, and I, I, if Azua trusts you, then I, I trust you as well. Well, that's uh, less, we... and should we have enough time to go potentially more than ten hours? So, yeah, it's, it's hard to know. How, how long did you say it was back to town? Two, three hours. Two hours. Okay, so two, three hours back, we have six, seven, eight hours of sleep, and then two, three hours back again. It's we're a long time. At, we're looking at 12 hours difference. I'm, I'm not sure. It, it depends whether we want to um, catch them when they're completely gone or try and watch them as they're leaving. It depends on what you want. Well, it's uh, hard to tell. I'd like to get them when they're at, uh, they're most distracted. Maybe pick up some stragglers at the back and uh, get the things we need or at least learn a bit more about them. It's, uh I mean, sure I, I, can, I can share plenty of information. I've been been there for three days now. The thing is, if you say that the dragon takes their thing, well, if they're on the move, then we may not be able to get those things if the dragon takes off and flies with them. It didn't sound like the whole camp was moving. They spoke of leaving behind. Um, I, I mean, the... the they spoke of the hatchery remaining intact. I think I think the cave system in the hatchery is going to stay there, regardless. From the sounds of it, it was they kept referring to the horde needing to be moved. Um, something about a, I mean, it was it was after uh, that blue uh, cyan wraith uh, or Langdrosa. Um, it was after he returned from town. He seemed a little bit shaken. Uh, said that they needed to needed to take action and, and, and move the horde. 
said that well, the if, uh, the were really unattended. Uh, that's that's the question, is how how unattended would they leave a clutch of dragon eggs? I can't imagine they'd leave them unguarded, but certainly if the main forces are moving out with the, the horde, whatever that is... Um, Maybe we should stay and see what this horde is first before we try and attack it. So our plan to... is to uh, is to rest up, recuperate, and watch. Yes. So maybe, maybe, maybe we, we should uh, maybe we should create a little camp in the woods. Yes, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I don't have a tent or anything. Uh, could I use well, one of the tents from the? We can commandeer the one from up there, I suppose. Yeah, that, that. So I was thinking I might take one of the ones that doesn't have any bodies in it, if that's okay. Oh, did anybody never hurt anyone? Yeah, look, I don't object to that. Yep, let's do that. Alrighty, I think you guys have got a solid plan. So you'll go take one of the tents from up on the bluff. You you put all the bodies in one tent, which means that there were three tents left. Um, do you want to just take all three? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, sure. Sweet. Yeah, you guys take all three tents. Um, and where did you want to set up camp? Did you want to stick to the top here, or did you want to head sort of off towards the the, the closest forest you remember, or woodland from the um, from the approaches? There's a little copse of trees. Um, Back the way you've just come towards the camp, but off towards the um, yeah, off towards the east a touch more. So a little bit away from the main road where you'd be pretty pretty guarded and pretty protected. I, otherwise I, you can. Oh sorry. No, yeah. no, no, you, 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 I was just because otherwise you can camp on the main road. You can camp up here. You can set up a camp in between the two halves of this mm. bluff near where the squashed pancake of the uh, the cultist <laughs> is. It's up to you guys. I don't think the main road would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah I think the woodland uh, the woodland might be good. I think the woodland Actually. is good because it's guarded and it provides a little, a little bit of safety. Well, yeah. we're worried about the aerial exactly. view if we have a dragon flying in and out. So, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. trees would be good, yeah. Okay, um, so what are each of you doing? So, um, uh, Leosin will move up towards the bluff to collect some tents. So maybe um, I'll go with I'll, maybe I'll go with Leosin then. Yep. Right. I'll definitely, I'll definitely the, help as well because I'm strong. Okay, so, yeah, so the three of you are getting the tents, so you'll, you'll easily get the tents and then some firewood and things like that from the uh, the old camp. Wiltix and Mira, what are the two um, dark vision people doing? Scouting out a position that would be probably best that we'd have a lot of cover from both the road and uh, the sky. So that way. Perfect, yeah. Do you want to make uh, me a survival check with advantage as you get help from Mira for this? Helping. Uh, nice. 20. 20 unnatural and. 20 unnatural is good. Um, 19, 19 and 20. Um, Wow. You immediately spy a a dense patch of woodland um, not too far from where you guys are now. Um, Really, really well protected. There's a large oak tree with a number of um, smaller beech trees forming a a protective barrier from the road so that if you guys sit up here, you think you could even have a campfire pretty safely. Um, Dense bushes and undergrowth protect the area. Uh, Yeah, you think you've got a pretty good spot here. Perfect. So, um, I'd head back up, make sure that uh, the two people that well, Emery can't see. I suppose he's probably just picking up random things up there. That uh, unless, yeah, yeah. As the Leosin, Leosin and Azura are helping out. They've both got dark vision. Yeah, they'll they'll be definitely like sort of um, helping me out, telling me what to pick up and where to move it and stuff, giving me you know orders pretty much. Well, perfect. I just leave the the guys when they're done because I can't carry an awful yep. lot absolutely um, <laughs> and Mira did you want to make a little campfire in that area Mira or what, what are you doing 
Yeah, you want to do some just, cooking with your cooking yeah, proficiency. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, nice. But Using like, your uh, your guild role. Yes, I am. Yes. Hell I've yeah! Making, I've been writing down the number of kills, by the way, as well. Oh, I've <laughs> been keeping track of the kills. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, Remember yeah, that yeah. you can use that to give advantage if you study a kill. Um, yeah, I haven't really had a chance. So I've been it's been a just like. You've go, got the go, pancake. Go you could you could go collect the pancake and check him out. I could <laughs> do that. <laughs> just a, just I burnt a it though. I burnt oh, it. Ah, that's true. I burn everything. It seems. I swear to God, I wasn't going to play a chaotic pyro character this time. This time. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Some things are just hard coded. Yeah. Um, oh well. Just hardwired. Uh, yeah. So, Mira, do you want to make me? So, uh, yeah. How how, do you, how are you going to cook this meal? So, you're focusing on presentation like last time. Do you want to focus on? Um, like the ingredients so the way that we do skill checks with this sort of stuff I think I've described before but I'll go through really quickly um, when you're using tool proficiencies I'll get the I normally get my players to describe how they're doing it so for example if you're using cooking proficiencies if Mira is focusing on the presentation of the food I'd say that'd be more of a charisma check if she's focusing on really um, technical uh, in instructions probably more an intelligence check and that's generally how I do tool proficiencies and I I, I find it's really good I, how do you guys like it as players uh, yeah, I, think it's, I think it's good. Just means that you Still can use tools. tools. Yeah, it means you can actually use the tools. Um, so yeah, Mira, what did you like? What would you like to use? So for this one, I think we should like to use Constitution because we're all yeah. Like it's been a day. It's been a yeah. day. So something so you're looking hearty. to make something yeah, hail and hearty um, pub food. <laughs> yeah. Mira's roadside pub. Oh, food. I remember pub food. Oh, good times. Sorry, <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't have brought up the. Uh, no, I shouldn't have brought up the good old days. Don't worry, about it. When it's all when lockdown's all done, we can all get a pub meal together. Yes. Oh, what a that sounds lovely. I remember that those days. People. Sound, that does Prophecy really speaks. Nice. Prophecy speaks of a day when people can go outside again. <laughs> but it is not this day. It is not this day. Until then, we'll have our pub meals in character. <laughs> we will. Yeah. We continue to live vicariously through Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yeah, make me a Constitution um, check with uh, your proficiency bonus added. So you can just roll a con and then add your proficiency if you uh, if you uh, want to. Oh, that's an eight. Plus plus oh. your plus your proficiency. Ooh. Remember that is plus my proficiency. Yeah. So, so what, two, is that already 12, plus your proficiency? 10? It's already plus a proficiency. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you, oh, what, what sort of? Down to the, isn't down to the plus... RSL club for this one. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Isn't that isn't that plus two for cons? That is, is that... A, that's why I rolled it on roll twenty. Uh, What's that your... is the that is a plus con. Yeah. Oh, so it's con still plus, plus two. Yeah. No, it's plus it's two. Oh, yeah, so you, you should add your proficiency as well. It's ten. It should be it plus another two. My... No, no, no. It already did it. Six. Did it? it rolled a six. If you hover over it. Yeah, but that's but then, you have plus two from cons, and yeah. then you're adding proficiency bonuses as well. Yeah, so proficiency is on top of that, two. so you get another plus two. So it's plus four. So it's ten. So so you get the plus of your you get the plus of your con score, and your con score is plus two, and your proficiency score is plus two. So when you add those together, you get plus four. So you rolled a six, and you get plus four to that. So it's a little you're better proficient because you're proficient in cooking tools, so, like, so yeah. you get to add your. Oh, it's your walking speed on the D and D Beyond. It's got your proficiency bonus. Isn't that what you're talking about? Yes. yes. Yeah. No, but I wasn't adding. I wasn't adding the bonus. Uh, that's fine. It's too much math. All those. It is a lot of math. Come on, guys. It's a lot of math. So ten, ten <laughs> total. Ten is ten is average. You make. Uh, it's not quite the RSL down the road. This is more. Maybe like a hog's breath cafe oh. <laughs> style. It's just it's very run of it's run of the mill. It's very yeah. down the street, very average. Um, so, what together. sort of food are you preparing, Mira? 
Beef stew. Beef stew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god, you can no, do whatever you like. Go go with this. She's there like cutting up some potatoes and then a voice calls out from the darkness. What's what's tears, eh? Precious. Oh um, no. Yeah, so no, you don't no, that doesn't. Why will mash him stick in the stew? Stupid fat princess. Uh, yeah, so you guys, uh, Mira cooks a really nice, hearty stew. Um, oh, sorry, not a really nice hearty stew, a nice hearty stew. Um, uh, Wiltix, you re- uh, lead the others back. You set up your tents, um, and Leosin sort of sits himself down, enjoys the stew, and then goes, Right, so did you have any specific questions about the order, or do you want me to just go through what I know? We'll go through what you know, and then uh, if we have any questions, I'm sure that so. We can raise them at the end. Raise yeah, your hand. Don't okay. interrupt halfway through, hey? Emmerich's <laughs> um, actually propped himself up against a tree, and you hear slight snoring. <laughs> okay. Are you pretending to be asleep or actually? No, he's asleep? actually yeah, asleep. Yeah, <laughs> Alrighty, then Emmerich, you can benefit from a long rest while we go through this. Thank you. <laughs> uh, who actually, before you do, who's going to keep watch during the night? Just out of Look, interest. You can. Someone can nudge me when it's my turn. I'll probably take like the third watch or something. So Azua and. Um, Azua and uh, Leosin can't if they want to get rid of the exhaustion, basically. Yeah, I need well, they to. Can, they can, but it's, yeah, they'll have disadvantage on the, on the check because they're mostly focusing on recovering. Alright, well, I, I can, can take, take the, the second watch. Alrighty. I was going to say, wouldn't it be uh, better if you took the first watch as well, then you get the longer rest? Yeah. That does make sense. Yeah, done. So Azua oh, first, right. Wiltic second, and then. Yep. Uh, that's well, it, so you need to go in the new yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah, and like, you can have a zero do it, but if he's if he needs a long rest, like Emric's willing to do it, he won't get a choice. We'll wake him up. Well, that's it. <laughs> you could do that. Um, that's all I expect. Yeah, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll hold off on the long rest until we do the rolls for that. Yeah, uh, and will share what he knows. Okay, first off, the cult. It has something to do with Tiamat. I'm sure you heard them talking about uh, praising Tiamat's glory. It seems to be something they they said all the time. And they kept saying that they were doing this for the glory of Tiamat. Uh, How much do you know about Tiamat? Little bits. I have an advantage on this. Yes, uh, quite. Um, Well, for those of you who aren't familiar, Tiamat is a a god, one of the betrayer gods. from what I've pieced together, she turned her back on this world and and uh, caused a rift, a division between the dragons. Uh, the, the, she turned a number of the chromatic, the, the coloured dragons, against the metallic, the, the uh, and, and caused a war. And before she was sealed away in in Avernus, uh, one of the layers of the hells, um, another plane of existence, Azur, like where we came from, the Feywild. The, the betrayer gods sense. would, yeah. The betrayer gods were sealed and, and, and defeated and sealed away by the prime deities. Um, most of the people you see there are low-ranking members. It seems that there's some sort of pyramid scheme set up here, where there's a very few number of very high-ranking officials who wield all the power and all of the uh, all of the wealth, and then a large number of uh, acolytes and very low-level um, organizers. The kobolds, I. From what I can gather, I think they're there because they, they tend to worship dragons and that just makes them easy to control and easy to, to make, uh, do all the manual labor. But, um, I mean, I couldn't really fully figure out what the kobolds were doing there. 
Um, I just know they're very easy to manipulate, but they're not very well liked in the camp. Um, the cult has been raging far and wide on small raids to collect treasure. Everything they do seems to be focused on this idea of the horde. Um, Green Nest, I heard that's where they're attacking next, just seemed to be the biggest of all the towns they'd attacked, and clearly the most profitable from what I saw them bringing back in. They must have gotten into the treasury. Um, the cave, as you know, is the nursery. Um, there's a, a dragonborn or a half-dragon, a black one, called Resmir. Um, she's the one who set up the camp. She's the one who seems to be somewhat in charge. She's a, she's a worm speaker, so I gather. She was very interested in what I knew, and she... Azura, I think she knew a little bit more about me. I think she suspected my nature. I wonder where she got that information from. Very troubling. Um, Frulam Mondath is another high-ranking official, a little bit lower. Um, they're the one who... They, they run the camp. There was Their specific responsibility was to, to run the everyday operations of the camp. Uh, Wraith. Uh, uh, I think you know him as Langdadrosa, that, that blue dragonborn half-dragon that was coming after us at the end there. Um, he he seems to be in charge of a group of them, but I'm not quite sure what his role is. He pauses for a second and then looks... Your name was Mira. He was calling out your name. I've, I've only just remembered that. You know him? We have a history, yes. Long time oh. ago. He, I mean, he seemed very interested in you. Uh, not an enviable position. Ah, we met that... Uh... Oh, sorry. That, uh, we met that dragon at uh, the last town we're at. Emmerich fought him in a champion's battle. And you're still alive. He looks over at Emmerich. Oh, you're sleeping. Um, he's still alive. Uh, That's impressive. Emmerich will well, st- I... stir a little bit. Um, he'll sort of look up because he, he, he was sort of stirred when he heard Betray Gods. Yeah. Because um, he was, it was only in a light sleep. He was only just starting to fall asleep. He snored a little yeah. bit, but you know how you like sort of go in and out. Um, and as things sort of rouse your attention, your conscious yeah. mind pulls you back. Yeah, absolutely. So he'll, um, he'll sort of stir and he'll look at Le- um, what is it, Leonin or Leosin? Yeah, Leosin. Oh my god, maybe I should make him Leonin, and he's actually a lion man. That'd be. Cool. Oh my god, nah, he's Leosin. He's um, Leosin. I'll, I'll sort of stir and I go. Did you say betray gods? Yeah, uh, probably about a minute and a half ago, two minutes ago. <laughs> He's a bit slow on the old uptake. He's Emric, don't um, worry. Emric sort it's of... Not... Em, you sort of look at Emric and a little bit of the devilish spark that he has in his eyes and the grin, It, it um, he, he doesn't have that right now. He actually looks a bit grim. Um, he looks a bit... Gr- like something he's distracted and he... I sort of spits on the ground. You're probably, also, you're probably also gripping at your artificial hand as well, yeah. I imagine, with your... Yeah. I'll probably be holding onto the arm and I'll be gripping yeah. it. Um, Our friend Emmerich is not a lover of gods. As we can attest to the that poor man that we met on the way in. Emmerich sort of goes and goes, not a poor man, foolish man. Well, they're one and the same, aren't they? <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> very deep actually yeah <laughs> that's a zoo for you um but yeah no emric is not his joyful self joyous yeah. self he, he is in his own in his own head at the moment mm. looking at the fire grim so uh, 
from what I can understand, they the Order keep talking about the return of Tiamat. Um, claiming that there's a prophecy that she will return and that uh, all the nations of the world will tremble before Her Majesty. Uh, for obvious reasons, Azua, we cannot allow that to happen. That would be apocalyptic. That would be catastrophic. It would be the ruin all over again. And from what I've heard, that was uh, a disaster. That was not great the first time. Yeah, I, I mean... It would not be good to have that happen again. Yeah. I'm, as, um... The end of the world, as, as people knew it. As this, as this is happening, Emmerich mm. sort of... A revelation sort of comes into his... Starts thinking about something. He looks at Leos and goes... Did you say Tiamat's coming into the world? It's, it's what the cult seem to believe. They're, they're, they would, believe um, that she's coming soon. Would Tiamat need... Sacrifices of sorts. I, I'm not sure how the spell or the magic would work to bring her back, or how how she's imprisoned in the first place. That was the stuff of gods, but I I imagine from what they were saying, it would involve sacrifice of items and possibly people as well. Yes, I, I, that does fit with what I've what I've observed of the cult. They're very willing to to kill. Emmerich will stand up. He'll um look at the flames and he'll actually walk off um mm, that hits around, very close to home for Emric. yeah around the tree and he'll sort yeah. of he'll sort of isolate himself from the group for now mm. while he sort of clutches at his halberd well that's He's actually good timing because that's uh, that's actually the point where Lucian goes and that's pretty much all I know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Emric is actually in his own he's isolated himself he's in his own world he's not his joyous self he's um definitely mm. something struck home I imagine there's a lot of reflection going on yeah, there is. Edge lording over in the corner there. <laughs> there is a bit of an edge lord move, yeah. but there's a reason for it. He, oh he, yeah, he's he's just realised no, no. something. Mirror's watching. Just... He's just he's realised something that could definitely have. Like he, he's he's realised a connection to Tiamat and mm. past and past events. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So Leosin turns to the three of you and goes. Did you have any questions, specifics? I might be able to answer some. Oh, I don't know. Um, um, I'm, I'm quite exhausted, but I, uh, I think we should. <laughs> it's, uh, if, it's, if this Tiamat is anything like the, uh, the gods that we've heard of, this is uh, a battle to end, end all battles that is coming up before us. Yes, I think this will be unlike anything you and I have faced, and hopefully, hopefully, mission. Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think it's probably time that we told you what is happening. Oh yes, please be my guest, as well. Oh, by the way, Emmerich can hear. He's just yeah, around yeah. the tree, Absolutely. just letting everyone know so he can hear. Go ahead. Well, as you may know, or you may not know. Uh, We've been sent here to complete a task. Leosin and I were both born together in the Feywilds, in a place that uh, we could be protected until we were ready. The Twilight We trained Grove. together. <clears throat> we trained together and uh, to be ready for when uh, when our mission was uh, opened to us. We may look like humans, or in my case, more of a half elf, but. Uh, we are Asimar. We are uh, beings of angelic power. Um, power, I think, we're still learning 
to use, am I correct? Uh, I definitely, definitely in agreement that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, our training prepared us for some, but there are new things I'm learning every day about what we can and can't do. And we still haven't uh, reached our full form yet. No, uh, not quite. Uh, but yes, we were sent here. We were originally sent to the Feywild to grow and to be kept safe until we were ready. And then, uh, by the grace of our gods, we were able to transport ourselves here. However, something went wrong as we came here. I wonder if maybe there was some influence or some sabotage of the spell because we were supposed to arrive here together and I'm not sure that this was the time that we were due. I mean, I, I landed here about eight years ago. How long have you been here, Azua? Uh, how long would I have been here? It's a good question. Um, less than five, more than three. Up to you yeah. how exactly how long you want to be here for. Uh, four? <laughs> no, we'll go four. We'll go four. As years. in, like, you could be at, like, <laughs> three, four, or five years, roughly, yeah. I'll say four years. Yeah, see, that's, we left at the same time, and, and time is a bit weird in the Feywilds. Uh, moves fast and slow and ebbs and flows, but this was different. We, we were supposed to land together and be prepared. Um, yes, I wonder if maybe, well, my theory now is that it, the cult was to blame. Invest, trying to investigate the cause of our separation and try and locate Azua, I read that they had been mucking about, shall we say, with planar magic. Well, look, that would make sense, the fact that we've, uh, that they've messed with our, uh, messed with our spell. But the question is, how, how did they know that we were coming, and, and why? Surely the, surely the elves weren't betrayed. I, I, I know not. Unless, uh, I mean, this, this is horrendously to think about, but God himself could have turned. I don't want to think about that possibility. Uh, any of the gods joining the Betrayer gods. Uh, I mean, any of them would be else, a huge... Who else would know? That's something we're going to have to find out, brother. Oh, yes. Are you actually brothers? Uh, well, uh, uh, it's complicated. <laughs> technically, yes. Uh, technically, yes. We're, we're two parts of the same soul. Yes. If you think about a light shines its rays out into the universe, mm. where where the rays that the yes. sun has shone onto this planet. It's actually very succinctly put. Uh, better than I was going to say it. That's Owen yeah, speaking so. now. Yeah, you, that was yeah. way better than what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's very poetic. Oh, thank you. Give you inspiration for that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, thank you. There's, uh, there's some more inspiration. There are some more inspirations coming down. I was going to save them for the end, but that was just amazing. Uh, yeah, take it. Oh, thank okay. you, thank you very much. I just loved how Dr. Lonnie was a bit. <laughs> <laughs> he knows he's amazing. Yeah, Andrew's all right. He's all right. He does. He goes okay. Um, <laughs> he goes okay. He goes okay. Self self proclaimed. Maybe that's the title of the episode. He goes okay. <laughs> it goes okay. Because okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, so in a way, yeah. yes, we are. We are. In a way, yes. Yeah. But we've these elven bodies that uh, that we inhabit uh, are not our own. So, it's what a. It's like our human manifestation of our. What our souls would look like in this plane. 
I feel like I'd be taller. I wish I was. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, yes. So we, we, this isn't our true form. It's something we inhabit while we're here. Um, as we, as we accustom uh, and kind of acclimatize, and as we, as we unlock our true powers, I'm hoping that we can regain more of our angelic presence. But uh, alas, that's that's our story. I suppose part of it, anyway. But do they? Matters, do, sorry, do they look kind of the same. Or there are some similarities. Um, so they've both got very similar sort of builds. They're both um, lithe, but there is a strength there as well. You notice on on Azua, he is there. There is definitely some musculature there, but most he's very lithe, very um, uh, very slender built in terms of he's not very bulky, but yeah, there, there is muscle there. Um, both got that sort of piercing yellow eyes, um, slight point to the ears, um, very similar chin, nose, and face structure, very similar facial hair. The only difference is that Azua um, has the shaved uh, top lip and sides, whereas um, Leosin actually kind of has the Tony Stark beard, is the best way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Oh, yeah. Classic. He's got the, the, the Tony Stark beard, so he's got the, the chin beard, the chin strap, and then the mustache heading down and joining up to the bottom. Nice, nice. Does, um, um, does Wiltix actually have a beard, like a beard he has in that picture? That's up to Wiltix. Um, oh no, I'd, I'd imagine the beard would be a bit longer than that. Not, not, not awesome. Uh, not you know, not abnormally long or what you'd literally think of probably with your stereotypical gnome. But uh, it's got a decent size to it. So nice. I'll, uh, as as I fix up your character art, I will uh, I'll lengthen that beard. Where would you like to go down to? Nipples or? <laughs> <laughs> It tucks, it's got to tuck into the belt, surely. It tucks into the belt. It's in no, the hat. No, he rolls it up into the hat. So just it's a bit the, longer than that. Just a touch. Well, typically the uh, the people from the forest, or the gnomes, I should say, from the forest where I come from, would have quite uh, long beards. But uh, no, it's I've a cultural thing, yeah, mine, to shave it. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I trim mine down because uh, I feel like it might be a hindrance, and it's probably partially to do with the fact that I mean. You know, I've uh, been changing into a wolf for the last yeah. few years. I've uh, tried to be, or you know, I say shave myself down a little bit to lose the wolf-like appearance, but um, yeah. that'll be part to do with it as well. Trim so it down a bit. Shall I dr- sort of bring it down to the bottom of the neck then, just to literally like yeah. an extra couple of centimeters? Done. Easy, easy, yep. peasy. Um, Emmerich's sitting over here. With no, no beard. No beard. Yeah, I've, I've removed his beard. The, uh, updated character out for Emmerich is coming next episode. I promise. It's almost time. hell. Yeah. Hell also yeah. have no beard. Also has no beard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also have scales. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, stop comparing facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick out my chest as if I'm uh, the superior man in the group with my big beard. Yeah. But, uh, no, no. That's, so that's. Uh, uh, I guess that's our story. Um, Interesting. Yes. I've never met anyone quite like Emmerich, um, like Azua. Also so, quite like Emmerich. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. I'll look over at Emmerich. Yeah, in the so, direction um, he walked. Yeah. yeah, so I'm behind the tree at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, Although I should, I, I should oh, sorry, say, yeah. we are, though we are from gods, we are not gods. <laughs> it should be no. very clear that we we are we can't think for ourselves. And, yes. Uh, I, we're probably more knights of the uh, of the heavens rather than yeah, I, gods. Yeah, I always saw us as being like the hands or the, the yeah, the, the arm, sword. Of, um, arm of God. Yeah. 
Emmerich will actually, hearing about this stuff, he'll come back around the, from the tree. Mm. Yeah, a lot of good talk going on. He'll sit back down and he'll look at um the those you know um he'll look at Azua and Leosin and he'll mm. say, um, what what gods do you guys come from or worship? Ah, well, uh, I myself, uh, I think. From what I know, my connection is to Corallon, uh, the elven god of magic and, and the arts. Um, Azua, I, I, I'm not sure. Who, who is your connection with? We, we, we only found that out. I only found that out in the last couple of years. Before that, it was more of a, a nameless presence. Uh, so do you want me to give you a quick rundown of the gods super quickly? Yeah. So okay, the main gods that would be more your style, um, Bahamut is the platinum dragon the god of justice and nobility so it's a, it's a platinum mm-hmm. dragon um Corallon, the god of magic and art uh damir is the elven god of stars um and he is a he's like a dark elf style um uh character uh, arathus uh is the goddess of civilization and invention um ion uh, is the goddess of knowledge um, and she's another elven god uh, Melora is the elven god of wilderness and the sea, and she's the one who um, helped liberate the orcs and create the civilized orcs. Um, okay. So they, they all sort of serve her. Um, Moradin is the dwarven god of creation and the forge. Pelor is the human god of sun and agriculture. Uh, and then the last of the elven gods, um, Sahani, the goddess of the moon, and Vel Anve, the elven god of law. Um, Ooh, I kind of think I want to come from there. Even though I am a, a sun, I think the the moon goddess would, would be... Uh, Sahani, yeah, because the moon yeah. is just a reflection of the sun. Yeah, Sahani, yeah, the, the so goddess of moon, yeah, absolutely. So, so her symbol is the crescent moon. Uh, I'll just copy and paste it into the chat for you. How about that? Cool bananas. Cool, they, uh, they are cool, cool bananas. bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Legumes are no longer available in Melbourne because of uh, lack of food, so we've moved on to cool bananas. Cool <laughs> bananas from... There are no it, from all the uh, from all the looting, the bananas are gone. Yeah, so she is the elven goddess of the moon, um, and her symbol is a crescent moon. There you go. Uh, nice, thank you. So, do My you question. say that, Andrew? Yeah. Uh, so, I was Sahani is the goddess of the moon. She made so, us. Um, uh, she made us all in the reflection, though. I uh, I can't tell you much about. It. I mean, I don't remember her at all, but I know that uh, she gave me my purpose. I'll look yeah, at the yeah, sorry, yeah. I'll look at the fire and I'll um sort of say to everyone, at least it's not the Hobbit. The Hobbit. Mirror will fire up at that. What is your problem with Bahamut? Sorry, I thought you said the Hobbit, but you said Bahamut. <laughs> no, I said Bahamut. And not Bathaman either, that's the evil god. Bahamut, um... Yep, that's it. He's the... What was he again? The goddess of... The god of lore and... He's the platinum dragon. Platinum um, dragon. And his domain... Uh, so he is um, the god of justice and nobility. Yep. Yeah. So he's the god of the dragons. He, he basically created the dragon race on Nostea. Um... He's actually one of the very first gods. The, the first gods were Anam, um, Bahamut, and then the elven gods were next. So I'll look at Mira and I'll say, I'll look her dead in the eyes, and then you'll get a sense of, this is going to draw my, my um, this is going to sound edgelordy, but um, 
Because my haunt, the background is the haunted one. So as yeah. you look at me, you'll see into my eyes. You'll see this depth of like grim darkness, like and ever like as if you're falling into like a void. That's what you'll see as you look into my eyes, um, and I'll say, oh, I used to um, I used to worship Bahamut with an order, a paladin order. The Golden Dawn. And, um... Well, in our time of need, he wasn't there. And I saw all ah. my comrades die. That is terrifying. Ah, the Just gods the... have let us down too many times. He has... well... You're pretty much a god, almost. Well, that's why they sent us. That's why we're here. Sometimes, sometimes humanity has to take charge. See, what was worse though, was that that holy order, we were betrayed. And we were teleported to one of the nine hells, a lair. And the things I saw, seeing my teammates my friends get torn apart limb by limb and devoured and he gestures to his arm um that I think there was a lot of betrayer gods that may have been involved in that and I'll sort of look at the fire and I'll just sort of yeah I'll just sort of trail off Well, and with that, yeah, would you guys like to take a long rest? Yes, please. Yeah. Alrighty, who is on watch first? I believe it was Wiltix? Yeah, I'll take the first. Uh, <coughs> the first. I'll, I'll get first. you to I'll roll me. Okay, Azua, you can go first. I'll try to try, yeah, Azua, you're going for that. Can you roll me a perception check, Azua, with disadvantage because of your um, exhaustion? Whoa. Jesus, still, still good. <laughs> Nineteen and eighteen, so eighteen, even with disadvantage. Um, you watch through the night. About an hour and a half into your watch, you hear the thud of wing beats as the blue dragon wheels towards the north, moves round across to where you know the camp is, and disappears from view as you hear and look up. Uh, it doesn't seem to have spotted you. It seems to have just been heading to the camp as you hear the low thud of wing beats. Apart from that, during your watch, not much else happens. Uh, um, who was next? Who's going next? I believe it was Wiltix. I'm next. So, yeah, so when Wiltix comes, I'll explain yeah. what I saw. I, just, I saw the dragon. Oh, it God, landed in the, it's, it's landed in the camp. It, it flew over. Did Look, I don't think it saw us, but... Gosh, you never know with dragons. Oh, no, you, you, you're right. I'll keep an eye out until if it uh, All right. starts heading towards well, the six. Thank you. And, uh, enjoy your rest. I think you uh, uh, think you need it. Thank you. Alrighty. And as Azua heads off to sleep, Wiltix takes his watch. Wiltix, I'll have you roll me a perception check. Oh, that's a nat one. <laughs> oh. 
Here we go. So this is what happens. Wiltix. As you take over watch from Azua, you can't help but feel a presence. Not quite the feeling of your skin crawling that accompanies your transformation, but something similar. Something less, but also something more, something more potent than this. And as you try to look outwards, you hear from inside your mind a lone wolf howl pick up. First, starting quite soft and quiet, rising in pitch and volume until all you can hear and all you can think is this wolf howl. You find yourself closing your eyes to focus. And as you do so, you see yourself standing upon an open plain, grassland all around, the two moons of Nostea rising high above you, both full. An impossibility, as far as you knew, but somehow here, both moons full at the same time. And as you spin around, fear starting to rise within you as you realize that with both moons full, the transformation that has come in the past will come again, and this time far more powerful than you've ever experienced. As you spin around, you hear a low growl from behind you. At first, all you see is darkness framed by the stars. But as this panting and these footsteps move towards you, you see the form of a giant black wolf with glowing yellow eyes, easily six, seven meters tall as it pads towards you. What do you do? Would... <clears throat> would I... I don't know if I'd feel... Am I currently feeling frightened from this experience, or is it... There's, there's definitely a moment of fear as you, as you notice that both of the moons are full, and... Uh, as far as you knew uh, on Nostea, only one moon can be full at a time, and so the fact that they're both full immediately sort of probably would would very give you a very faint fear. If you want to do it as a roll, if if you if you think this probably wouldn't be enough for Wiltix, or if you want to do it as a roll, you can roll a Wisdom saving throw um, to see how scared you are. Uh, but it's up to you. If you you can also say how scared you think Wiltix is. Well, it's it's one of those ones where, I mean, because I've been going through these changes of a wolf i don't know mm. I, I think i'd feel like i'd be slowly accepting it more and more as i've been able to control it more and more so i keep yeah. wondering if this is a a sign yes fearful of not knowing what the transformations are actually doing mm -hmm. to me in a sense but uh yeah i i feel like as the um the wolf is there it's coming towards me is it running towards mm. me or is it just no standing? padding padding very slowly and almost silently it's only only because of your very unnaturally acute hearing and smell that you can hear and, and smell this thing approaching and as it sort of moves out from the from the darkness and comes closer to your vision um yeah it's it's huge this thing is yeah six seven meters tall um it is a giant black wolf with these glowing yellow eyes um when I say oh. glowing, sorry, more more of a metaphorical glowing rather than an actual literal glowing. I realise that in D and D, glowing eyes are a thing. Uh, more of a metaphorical. Oh, no, no, I, I get what you mean. Like, yeah, they're reflecting yeah. the moonlight really strongly. Well, I'm going to take a couple steps towards it. See yeah. If I can, uh, okay. Capture an image of it. 
yeah, as you as you step a little bit closer, the fear slight within you, your recent successes and your recent acceptance of, of this part of you that previously had been um, a very fearful, very confusing time for you. As you've learned to control it, you're starting to find acceptance and find um, peace about this side of who you are. The wolf cocks its head on an angle, almost like a, like a dog that's heard a voice or a noise. It cocks its head a little bit curiously and then lowers its body a little bit almost uh, a little bit submissive in a way as it moves towards you and then lies down in front of you looking at you with bright curious eyes no sense of malice comes from this creature just a sense of power a sense of wild uh, of, of wilderness of, of wild untamed power what I'd, do you want uh, to do? I'd I'd walk up if it's now lying on the ground. I'd mm-hmm. uh, right in front of you. Oh, right! I'd be sitting down, almost lying down with it, but face to face, just trying to get up. As close yeah. As okay. Yeah. Can you make me? Uh, I give you a choice about what sort of check you would like to make. Um, mm-hmm. This could be persuasion, survival, um, or nature, and you have advantage. On whichever check you choose to make, I would say that you can use any three of these because you're you're kind of using elements of all of them. I'll um, I'll go with nature. Yep. So you're using your knowledge of oh nice, and you've got advantage too. Twenty one. Amazing. If you get a nat twenty, holy shit. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. Twenty one. Roll t- roll twenty has decided you get a twenty one for this check. Um, yeah. So you're wow. using your roll knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, you can only roll in, uh, into uh, sequentially identical numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're using your knowledge of, of wolves, of their behavior, your, your understanding of, of natural um, behavior to emulate and to show that you are not a threat to this thing, um, that you are friendly. Uh, what else are you trying to communicate with this? Um, you well, are successful. Yeah. I mean, the, the way that... I won't go into how I started transforming or what maybe started. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, we can save that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But would I... I want to talk to this wolf, but... Um, yeah, I don't no, know you can, start, you can actually... just start talking. You can just well, start talking uh, in, in common or gnomish, whatever you want. Um, I you're... just want to ask it, like, because, uh, I mean, the whole thing is surreal to me, so I don't know yeah. how I would want to communicate with it. But um, mm. I want to essentially ask the wolf why... Why me? Why is this happening to me? Why did... Uh, how how was I chosen for this? Um, yeah, so in a way, I guess you're kind of using your body language to show a curiosity, a cautious curiosity, right? Like a... Well, I'm assuming that I've yeah. also partially changed from just being... You're a, still uh, yourself at the moment. Oh, okay. Like even, okay. Even with the two full moons above you, you're still Wiltix. And that probably would be a little bit confusing. You, you haven't transformed. You're still you. Mm, well, just trying to ask for get answers from the wolf because I'm obviously feeling like this is yeah a sign of some sort about you know what's happened or what's to come and just trying to get some communicate absolutely confusion absolutely. really yeah and and you and you absolutely can verbalize out loud the question why me um, it sounds like that's exactly what you were doing yeah the wolf leans in really close and sniffs 
at your upper left shoulder, the area where you received the bite that changed you from Wiltix into Wolftix. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the area where you received the bite that changed everything. Um, sniffs it very closely and then huffs a breath of hot air over your face as it breathes out and leans back. And it looks down at you with these very piercing yellow eyes and goes. And you hear in your mind a voice, a loud, uh, sorry, not a loud, sorry, a very soft, very deep, grumbly voice. Because... And that's what you hear, just the single word, because. That uh, causes me. Con- oh, that's um, <coughs> causing me confusion. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's. Uh, I, I mean, characters. I was hoping for an actual answer, of some sort. Um, you can say that. Well, I, I'd be demanding of this you know, god, creature, animal. Mm. No, I, I. I deserve to know more. And I'd probably. Yeah walk or I mean at this point in time I don't know if I'm think I'm dream or I think I'm awake as far as I'm concerned looking at you're not sure um, well you can make an intelligence check to see if you can figure out whether you're awake or asleep yeah up to you 20 um, oh, oh, you, can, be, you can leave it yeah it'd, be, it'd it. be 18 because it'd be it's not an intelligence save but so to be it'd be 18 instead so 18 yeah um, you yeah you definitely get the feeling that either you are asleep or you have been transported somewhere else um yeah you've been you've been moved somewhere else or you're asleep you're not sure well definitely um, definitely one of those two things the fact that the two moons are full in the same time in the sky dead giveaway that this can't be real well at least on nastea i'd like to chase the wolf then um i feel like as again deserving answers and as i run i'd be trying to uh change into my lichen form okay yeah so it's it's still sitting down lying down at this point as you try and change into the lichen form as you call upon um the power within you and you you draw forth that bestial fury um nothing happens you reach deep within yourself to this wellspring of power and it's not there it is as if you never had the curse and as you try to do that it it makes a weird huffing noise that you quickly realize is laughter. And in your mind, you hear again that voice. You call upon me, Fenris. Sorry, I missed that last part. Oh, you call upon me, Fenris. I do call upon you. Then we shall hunt. And the wolf leaps at you. This giant six, seven meter tall wolf pounces on you. And as it lands on you, you feel that power, that fury and that wild nature fill you again. And as the wolf touches your body, it begins to pull inside of you. Your hands change into claws, except this time full full werewolf claws your body grows and shifts and changes you feel your face push out into a full muzzle Uh, a tail grows from between your legs as you transform into this full hybrid form this incredibly powerful um, 
dangerous creature. And as you lean back and howl towards the moon, you realize that the sound you heard in your mind was this howl, was your howl. And with that, you're startled awake. Still you, back at the camp with the others, supposed to be keeping watch. And as you look up at the moon, you feel that power within you and you hear that voice in your mind. Yes, Wiltix, very good. And that's where we're going to finish for tonight, I think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, oh, epic conclusion. I, I realized. Chills, little, I, I'm so I'm pleased. Sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't let. I just let out a little squeak. I was just like, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. I, I, that wasn't the dummy. It's just that as I was listening to it, I'm like, I'm you know getting closer and closer into the laptop. Just trying. I don't know why, but uh, and then as a, as you said the name, I'm like, oh shit, it cut out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all good. Um, yeah, uh, Fenris was the name that you heard. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Awesome session, guys. Uh, no combat, complete roleplay that session. Um, awesome. We did some sneaking. We did some sneaking around. You did some. You did some schnicking around. Um, yeah, we had did. some shenanigans. I um yeah I'm I'm always I'm always really stoked when you have uh, an episode or a session where the roleplay is so good and so well done and you handle things so well that there's no need to resort to. <laughs> to um having to shit over the head yeah it's 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 it very it very full. rarely happens and i'm always really stoked yeah. that it does it's really fun that's right it never happens yeah, full yeah. Discla- disclaimer everybody yeah it doesn't happen it doesn't happen <laughs> it, it does <laughs> this is it we just did it we did it guys we did it oh my um God. yeah i i so because of the the main focus on um on you guys and, and, the, and the huge amount of story revelation we got about azua um and emrick um, when you rolled that nat one, I was going to save this for a little bit later, but when you rolled the nat one for the perception, I was like, oh, let me quickly check. And then it's like, I rolled a quick thing to see. And it was like, the person falls asleep. So there's a number of different things that can happen when you roll poor on perception and when you have encounters um, during the night. And when it said you fall asleep, I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there's no better. Like, it's so organic. That's perfect. Perfect it's so episode. Organic. It just had to happen then. So um, I'm sorry to spring that on you, Sai. I know we hadn't talked about it yet, but... um. No, no, no. I, um, I, I mean, and I, I, I get the name reference as well. So good. Uh, <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, yeah, you and I'll have a chat, and we'll we'll go through some more stuff about that later. And uh, yeah, that'll be fun. But I'm um, gonna wake up with a wolf now. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm always the same lovely mm-hmm. little. Uh, it's always Wiltix. Fun loving and everything like that. It's just uh, uh, yeah. How I... do we know? <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> he's he's always been Wiltix. He always will be Wiltix. Schrodinger's Wiltix. Schrodinger's Wiltix. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for this really awesome session tonight. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of fun. Uh, part one and part two of episode six. I think these might be my favourite so far, but I have said that about every episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, uh, th- these definitely had like a heavy feeling. Yeah, yeah. there were some like really uh, moving moments. Some uh, yeah. strong philosophical points. We're learning learning a lot about the characters, which I absolutely fucking love um (laughs) just so much fun so thank you so much for joining us for episode six we will see you guys for episode seven next week um again if if you're a fan of a fan of what we're doing please chuck us a like um, like guys just keep liking 
<laughs> Make new That's accounts Andrew. and like on those. Um, yeah. Like, like us, please. <laughs> we sound a bit desperate now. Yeah, um, friends. Yeah, if, if you want to support us, um, the best way you can do that is by yeah, liking it, listening, sharing it with your friends. Um, absolutely, and. We're going to set up those Twitter feeds and have some more community engagement. Feel free to hit us up on that. I'm going to set up a little wiki at some point in the future too to chuck in like some info on the characters and info on the home oh rules. Oh my god! All the all the fun <laughs> stuff that I've come up with, all the new classes and um, guild roles and things like that, I'll chuck up so that you guys can use them too as well for free. Um, play around with them. Let me know what you think. Thank you so much, everyone. I, I think we'll say goodnight here and we'll see you all next time. Perfect. See you guys. Keep right. Good night, guys. Keep safe. Please keep safe. Play D&D. Yeah. Play D&D. Keep safe. (laughs) Um, We'll see you guys later. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, guys.